Welcome to The Nooner Show, where we explore the stories of talented individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, but most of all, they're inspiring. Here are your hosts, Jackie Wallace and Gina Guccini. Happy Nooner Day. Or Wednesday, or Tuesday, or Friday, whatever, whatever day you're listening to this time. show. It's nooner time. It's always nooner time. should it be is. nooner time. It is. Yeah. So anyway, Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah, a lot of things are coming up. Are they? What, what yeah. else is coming up? I don't know. Fill in the blank. Oh, okay. I don't know. Teacher Appreciation Week. Yes. And you're is making this week? Uh, I'm not exactly sure when schools are celebrating it, but it's it's celebrated in May. Well, shout out Lots to all the times. teachers. Yeah, and you're making fun of me, my no? teachery ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I have 18 pens and yeah. notebooks. and. You know, I have the red pen, though. You don't have a red pen. What kind of teacher are you? One without a red pen. <laughs> we just went over this. <laughs> we should switch this. Here, you take the we red pen. We just went over this. I know. Anyway, seriously, um, a big shout out to all the teachers yeah. um, in the schools and yeah. the faculties. That is a tough job and yeah. it's getting harder and we really appreciate everything you guys do. And then we've got we Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. What are you doing? Not this for Sunday, but oh, on the Sunday. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I can never keep track of. Yeah, you're Maybe right. when people are listening Actually, to this, by the time this show drops and people are listening to it, could be be coming up or they could have missed it. You just never right. know when they're... Or could they could be early for the following year. Right, exactly. Right? You never okay. know. Actually, you know what? Tell Mother's me. Day um, does not fall on the same date every year. You know how Christmas is the 25th mm-hmm. and um, Mother's Day does not. It's, it's a second Sunday. Yeah, it's always the second Sunday. So that's not this... I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second Sunday of the month. Yep. So what are you doing for Mother's Day? Are you taking your mom out? We'll do something, yeah. Yeah. Do you cook? Only if I have to. <laughs> for your mom? Only if I have, I have to. to. Okay. Well, actually, it's the busiest day in the restaurant, too, mm-hmm. is Mother's Day, which mm-hmm. kind of surprised me. But then I guess it shouldn't because kids and your partner mama not sh- cook. Mama shouldn't have to cook right. her own meal. Right, right. Yep, that's true. So I'll I'll probably cook. But I know a great pizza place you could, you know. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You can call there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Uh, what else is going on? Uh nothing. Just, you know, enjoying still studying Italian. Yes. How's that going? You're doing really good. Thank you. So yeah, you know what? That is um it's been it's it's difficult because anything new is right. And, but you stayed with it. But I have stayed with it. Yes, I've studied off and on forever, but really consistently since the fall. So I um, can't get over how good you've gotten in you're a very short kind. period. No, I'm Thank serious. You. I study a lot. I have taken online classes, which you know what that's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So I've done it online, and then I um, met a few friends through the classes, and so we. Have we practiced together during the week? And um, yeah, I, I just am, I conjugate verbs in my head and practice phrases and words. And I, yeah, I've just been working on it. And it's difficult. You know what? When I first started, I will say, when I first started, I was so exhausted. And sometimes I, you know, close that screen and cry <laughs> because it's difficult. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And um, 
or I'd be biting the inside of my mouth during class, like, oh, I am frustrated. And as a student, it made me think back to when I was in the classroom and how frustrated kids could be, mm-hmm. you know, which I knew, but right. I, but it really gave me a great, in, uh, even more insight into their frustrations with having to learn something. And um, so as I continue to teach and work with kids who are struggling or learning English or learning to read or whatever, it, it has helped me. I think it's made me a better teacher, even for That's even than what I, you know what I was doing before. It's made me more um, understand, just a, just a different way to understand. Right. So, right. and you learned Italian growing up. Right, right. So you were in mm-hmm. a, a bilingual home. Right. So you mm-hmm. don't ever remember struggling. Did well, you learn English in school then? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you're right. It was something I started when I was so young, so mm-hmm. I don't really remember it. But I'm doing it with Vincent now, though. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to him in Italian. Yeah, yeah, my grandson. Yeah, so, so it's good. It's, um, yeah, it's it's a challenge, and mm-hmm. it's difficult, and some days I'm better than others, and sometimes I I can understand um, my the where I struggle the most is with the reading, like, I can read in my head and know what it says, but when the words when the words have to match coming out of my mouth, that is my biggest obstacle that I'm facing right now, and that mm-hmm. is so hard for me because I'm a reading teacher. Like I teach reading, I work with children, and I, and here I am learning to read in another language, and I struggle making it sound, you know, fluent and correct. And well, I'll tell you what, though, so, I commend you because you're staying with it and you're not giving up. So many people I know, mm-hmm. actually, even in my own family that have taken, um, you know, lessons. And sure. they, as soon as it gets hard, they're like, yeah, I don't really need to do this. Yeah, it's hard. And I've, like I said, I, and in all honesty, I've cried. I've gotten off the, the mm-hmm. closest screen and cried and pulled myself together and just tried it again. And, yeah, you good know, for you. So, and you're getting ready for two trips to Italy this year. Going to year. Italy this year, yeah. This year, two trips. Yeah. What is up with you? Yeah, just jet setting. Well, I don't know about that. Just, you know what? It's just worked yeah. out. Yeah, I got one's a, one's an actual study trip and one is actually so I'm you know yeah. take a class so that was just a a trip of a lifetime to get to be able to do that. How exciting! Yeah, so we'll talk more yeah. about that later. But let's yes. talk about our guest. We have a really cool guest on. His name is Illy Main, and Illy Main is a heart-led musician whose sound transcends into a collection of vibey, lyrical, and sexy. His music is genuine, being the truest reflection of his life experience, because he creates music from the way he feels. He first began writing at 15 and officially began making music at 17. It was his family that inspired him to follow the artist path. He believes that the promise is always bigger than the problem and that God's got us. When I saw that quote, I loved it, so I had to include that. In addition to his music, Illy is a Michigan State graduate, Masters of the Arts. He also has a Masters in Religious Education from the Union Baptist Seminary. His work involves filmmaking, all aspects of digital marketing, as well as producing some high-profile documentaries such as Men of Sparta and Gandhi Lectures 1 through 8, Gandhi's Legacy. Illy is proud to say that all his projects are infused with his values of love and faith. Welcome to the Nooner Show. Yay! Yay! 
That did sound amazing. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And hey, listen. Okay, I had to cut this way down. Now, I'm, I'm going to give Gina a little bit of the backstory here. So I met Illy a long time ago in the music scene, and we're really going to talk about his music career. He's a real humble guy, just not a showy person, almost doesn't even fit the music scene. Because in the music scene, you've got to be out there and just constantly telling the world what you're doing. You were never like that. So I didn't really even know. I thought I knew you. I thought you were a rapper, you know, um, a good one. Um, And that was it. And then I saw his resume and I was like, okay, wait a minute, you did this, you did that. So today it was like, where are we even going to start? But I know we're going to start with your music because that's really sort of at the forefront of your goals, right? Yes. Okay, so you officially got got into it when you were 17. I mean, you were writing and doing that before that, but like you actually started releasing music at 17? Right. Um, so at 15, my... Uh kind of cousins and some of my friends in that neighborhood that we grew up with, they kind of started like a like a Detroit Wu-Tang Clan thing. Oh, really? So they would just get around, come over the house, we eat some chicken or whatever, you know, and uh, just be making music. But I was the youngest one, so they were like, oh, you know, young buck, when you get older, you'll be a part of us, you know. So I was just like, all right, I can't wait. So I kept writing. I was trash, too, but I like uh-huh. kept writing. <laughs> Kept writing, kept writing. But you kept with it, just like we talked about. You just, yes. you stay with it. I had some, I cried a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? I think that's honest talk. Like when right. I share that, when you share that, that's honest. Because right. I think all too often we hear people who say, I just did it. and Well, don't. and you know what I like about that honest talk is so many people, you think success looks easy. They make it look easy when the truth is it's nothing that you try and accomplish and achieve is easy. Mm-mm. It's all hard. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so what kind of music? What's your genre? Uh, I would say it's maybe hip-hop, R&B. Okay. Um, Was that always what you were writing? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. It started more so R&B or like, kind of like al- alternative because I just felt like my sound was a little different because mm-hmm. I I personally think there's a difference between hip-hop and rap, even though it's kind of combined. I think. What, what is the difference? I think rap is like the overall kind of um, thing, but to me, hip hop is more uh, speaking about your experience. I'm not saying rap isn't, but you know, I, when I hear like a, a club song or something, I'm like, oh, that's rap. Oh, really? You know, mm-hmm. if I hear like Migos okay. or something, which they're dope, you know, hey, there's sections for everybody. Right, you know? right. I just think that's rap, you know. Okay. But when I hear hip hop, that's when I'm thinking like a tribe called Quest or something or. Um, so different genres, which are different kinds in within the same umbrella. Yes. Yeah. Of right. rap. Yep. Of rap. Okay. So you just released a song, or yes. is it a single or an album? So I just released a, a single. Okay. Yep. Tell us about that. Um, well, actually, I just released two. So I have one called Blueberry Marmalade and uh, one called Don't You Love It. So, And, and they're kind of polar opposites. So Don't You Love It is, is kind of... I'll be honest with you. They're both stories about my past relationships and how I should have did better in ways. But one is more of like a a reflection of a conversation I had with my ex where we're kind of like 
me trying to go for something and, and seeming kind of delusional when you're chasing a goal. But mm -hmm. it's like, I know I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it. And it's like, don't you love it? I'm delusional. <laughs> you know? Wow. And blueberry marmalade is uh, the opposite. of It's more like a... Uh, I, I say it's like kind of when Kanye broke up with... Well, when Kim broke up with Kanye and he was just kind of... Sound of angry, so it was that uh, one. He went delusional kind of. a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're it, it, talking about these songs and and the inspiration behind them. You you are a very young man. Says two old women. <laughs> Speak for yourself, <laughs> Miss Funny. Yeah, I'm funny one, um, but you're a young man. So how do you how how are you so wise so young? Like how are you able to reflect and and share this? Like get deep like, like that, get that so you can deep. turn it into a, a song. Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, give that to my family. My mom and dad always told me to, or taught me to pay attention to my emotions and my feelings. So I like to think I'm emotionally intelligent. Well, more so I'm self-aware. So I have to pay attention where I'm feeling, how I can do better at things and whatever. And uh, as a kid, I would get angry a lot. And I didn't understand why until I started sitting with myself to go like, okay, you feel this way. This is triggering me. This is, you know. And I think that's amazing because in today's day and age with social media being what it is, people are always hiding. They hide behind the screen and they share feelings or emotions that they wouldn't say in public or they wouldn't say to someone's face. So I think it's amazing because you grew up during social media and the, the advent of. But your parents didn't. Yeah. Right. But so that's but, amazing advice that right. his parents gave him. Right. But he grew up with with conflicting like what he was seeing right. happening around him, but yeah. then listened to what was being said at the home. So I think that's amazing and it's a it's a great statement to your family and your support system mm -hmm. that has made you such a, a strong, confident young man today. Let's talk about Dear Mama. Oh, okay. Which is a song that was released how long ago? I think 2019. 2019. Tell us about that song. I think this is a beautiful segue. I was going to say that it's really scary being vulnerable. And uh, where I grew up, the more vulnerable you are, that made you more of a target. Sometimes you're actually seeing this less of a man, the more emotions that you show. Or um, if you are sad, if you give in to stuff too much. So Dear Mama was a period of time where I felt like my emotions were all over the place and I didn't know. So it's a letter I wrote to my uh, mother because she had just passed and it was all the things that I wanted to tell her and wanted her to, to see. As I was telling her, I'm still kind of continuing this journey. Uh, there's ups and downs. There's a lot of failures on the way, but I just, I guess that's part of that delusion. I just refused to give up because I promised her a lot of things and I feel like their mama was that me saying like, hey, I'm keeping my promise. Wow. Yeah, I heard that song and it, it was, it's again, one of those songs that as a mom, I had a hard time listening to because I, I knew why you wrote it. And it's, um, it's like one of those things that you, it makes you stop and say, what do I want to say right now and not wait until it's too late and have to write a letter like this? But um, so you're redoing that song. Yes. Is it where are you at with it? So um, the good part is I actually found the stems oh. to uh, the original. And so already got some cut some new vocals to it. Okay. And I'm in the mixing stage. So uh, literally any day now we'll, we'll have like a 
2023, dear mama, we still got it. We still got it. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. And is this updated with your feelings or if is there, are there new lyrics to some of this? Oh, no. That's actually a good idea, though. So I'm still in that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here to help. So, so where can people find your music? So right now it's uh, definitely on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, most streaming platforms uh, mm -hmm. right now. So. We'll be sure to leave a link with your information when we do the post and when we, yeah. when we promote this show. We'll be sure mm -hmm. to leave the link so people can find your music. Now, in addition to the music, um, you have your own business. Okay, so tell us about that. What's the name of the company? And uh, so the name of the company is Odd Vibe Enterprises. Okay, because I feel like you got to be a little odd to be number one. You know yeah, that's true. I like that. <laughs> okay, and what do you do? Uh, right, so uh, it's actually a media company. So when I went to school, I studied media, film, radio a little bit because I just I love creating stuff and graphics. So I wanted to be able to provide that for um, people that need it. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Um, there's folks just looking, you know, they just need the extra push. They don't know how to do it. You know, they have a product, but they just don't know how to market it or get it out there. So, so. do you create content and stuff like that? Yeah. So it's not just for music. It's not just music videos, but anybody who has like a restaurant or whatever, if they can A podcast you. show. Can you podcast help us out? Show. <laughs> That kind of thing. Exactly. It's, it's the funny thing is music videos was like secondary in the business. Everything else came first, like doing documentaries. And that's what I love doing, going into a business and like, oh, let me tell like a quick story about you and why people should fall in love with you and your business. Like oh, that's what wow. inspires me more. But also, you know, there's music. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll do it. Well, you have <laughs> your hands into it. I mean, everything's aligned, though, because like yes. even your 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 media company, you use music for videos and stuff like that. So it does all align. But you have done some really cool documentaries. Like, how did you get into that? How did you end up doing Gandhi's lectures? Yeah. And the funny thing is I have um, a couple film mentors. So um, Dr. Jeff Ray and Pete Johnson. What's up, guys? I hope you, got, you guys are good. I'm going to bother you tomorrow, hopefully. <laughs> um, Heads up. Yeah, it's a, so in my undergrad year of college, or my in undergrad, I got into film late because I started off in chemistry because I wanted to be like a biochemical engineer, you know what I'm Are saying? Are you serious? Seriously. And I got, and I, you know, I, I thought I was smart, and I got into... Um, I thought it was smart. <laughs> you were. I think you are smart. <laughs> you are smart. You got out of it. <laughs> yeah, you got out of it. Yeah, but the fact you got into it, there's no way right, I even exactly. get into it. But go ahead. Yeah, I was sitting there in a, a calculus class that I had as a prereq to the major, and I was sitting there one day, and uh, our professors, you know, going over stuff. And all the, the uh, symbols just started kind of blending together and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, man... I'm failing. <laughs> some some more self reflection, yeah. and then he cried. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> well, that's actually a story about that. But I, I'll jump. I'll jump into my mentors and answer the question. Uh, so when I eventually got into film, I met this this awesome guy named Jeff Ray, and he had an assistant at the time who's now a professor, Pete Johnson. At Michigan State. At Michigan State. Okay. And they just instantly took me under their wing. They were like, okay, he seems like he has good energy. Mm -hmm. Every time I would get around, I'm like, hey, what can I help on? Like, I'll cut your grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what do you, you mean? You are really good at that. That's one of the things I noticed. I don't mean to cut off the story here, but that to me is a key component of people that are chasing their dream is you never say no. No. Like you go for things and it, describing exactly what you just did and how you got into this. So No, that, that's exactly. And I think after I asked them to cut their grass maybe five <laughs> or six times, <laughs> they're like, okay, come on, come on. We'll take you with us on some shoots. So I was able to do like some political uh, commercials with them and some different type of music videos that they were working on. They started inviting me to help on their uh, personal projects. So when they had movies or short films, whatever it was, they would have me edit something or be a, a PA. So um, eventually I got good with them after a couple of years. And I get a call from Jeff one day and he said, hey, um, I have some people at James Madison College and uh, Gandhi's coming here. Well, Rajman Gandhi, his grandson, he was like, you know, Gandhi's coming here and they need somebody to... Uh, script how they're going to film his wow. lectures. What an opportunity. Yeah, no kidding. Were you just floored? Like, I get to do what? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Gandhi. Um, oh, my gosh. Like, Gandhi, Gandhi? Yeah. What, that, <laughs> like that guy that I see yeah. on the news? When he told me about that, I was like, wait, what? You did what? And he just says it like, yeah, I did a couple documentaries of just like casual, like, didn't you do one? Like, everybody does this. <laughs> I was like, Holy crap. How exciting. Yeah. So you got to do this documentary. Yeah. And he was so cool, too, because I didn't know if um, I would personally have a chance to meet him because they wanted me like, OK, hire some people to go film it. Like, these are the angles we're going to get. So I, I rolled out this whole thing, uh, what we're going to do. And then I presented it um, to the James Madison College, which is the business college at Michigan State. And they really liked it and whatnot. And as I was leaving out, uh, Rajmahan Gandhi was in the hallway. Oh and he was gosh. like 80-something, you know. So, And he turned around, biggest smile at me. And, like, he walked up to me to shake my hand. Oh, my god! And I don't even think he knew I was the person that was going to be working on his stuff. Wow. So um, I just felt honored just as somebody who, who would be so important to the world just was so humble, you know. Yeah. And, what and, a um, lesson. You know, I mean, and the energy I think that you exude is evident as you sit here with us and and you tell your story and you share everything. I think that I think that is evident when he probably saw you to see that there's something special in you. Yeah. That, you know, that he's fortunate that you were able to tell help tell his story. Do you do you? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. So when as you're telling a story, what was something that you learned learned from his story that you maybe you weren't expecting or that really hit home with you? Uh, one, let's see, because it was the lectures were really kind of the history of his grandpa. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like a little bit what he had to go through. And um, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but how Gandhi was kind of like, well, MLK was inspired by Gandhi and his nonviolence. Sure approach to life and that we all should be kind of in peace and stuff so what I what I did come to learn was the way they live and the money they had or didn't have in in the the type of system but they still decided like this is more important there's still war happening you know Mm because I think the British were over there and and occupying stuff and they were fighting or or there were territories more so fighting so yeah I I just kind of learned that um, circumstance does not define you it's just uh, encourage you to, to pursue what 
Just don't give up. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's amazing. And I think that's something that is a guiding principle for you intrinsically as you share your story about your music and your business and and businesses and every venture that you're in. So well done you. Yeah, really. What's the long term goal with the music for you? Rule the world, you know. <laughs> as as we started off by saying that he, you know, he's quiet yeah. and in the background, yeah. and then he comes up with gonna no, that's very good. We're gonna under we're gonna underestimate you until you start ruling the world, right? Okay, cool. I think he likes being in that position, exactly. being underestimated oh, for sure. Isn't that the best? Yeah. Do you ever struggle with self doubt with um, putting yourself out there with? being so vulnerable with your music, but then you're also taking on big projects. Um, do you struggle with self-doubt? Absolutely. Um, so the album that I'm working on is called Villain. And, and the reason why it's called that is because is what I've been to myself. Um, mm-hmm. Part ways in that and that uh, former delusion I was telling you all about is how it might have been perceived to other people is that I wasn't loving myself right. So I was trying to pour into other people and how that, um, and I was hurting myself and kind of digging a deeper hole. So as I was believing everybody else, I was losing faith in myself because I was like, okay, it's through my love for other people is what's going to sustain me. Mm-hmm. And as I was doing it again, it was pushing it more and more away from myself. So even now, um, even though now I, I love myself, I'm like, hey, it is what it is, man. Like. <laughs> You know, what's happened has happened. I just, I, this actually, this year was the first year I woke up on New Year's and I didn't cry in a very long time. I was really? like, we're going to get it. Like, I'm just, whatever happens, I just want to put my all into it. So absolutely, yes. Do I want to rule the world? Okay, I'm joking. But at the same time, uh, in rap, I feel like they, they feel like you have to say you want to be the best. Mm-hmm. I really just want to be important enough that, even if just one person tells me that, um, hey, they met me and I gave them a space that they felt that they could be themselves. Wow. That means more to me than anything else. But I want to empower them to do that and show them that you can be different. And mm-hmm. like you said, people look at me all the time. They're like, you rap, you know, or yeah. you know music because I'm not like other right. Know, rappers. Right. Well, just even the uh, the interesting thing that you um, have a degree in religious education. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that all work? I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I grew up in the church and uh, my dad uh, was in seminary and then he wanted me to come to classes with him because I'm, I'm curious. I, I've studied a bunch of religion just to understand why do people believe what they believe. Yeah. I, I just love people. That's you know. fascinating. So I got in this class, and next thing you know, I'm going to classes every week and, you know, doing the Your dad's work. going, it worked. I got him. This thing I know, they're like, hey, you, uh, you've earned a degree. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, really? It's been that much time? <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Right place, right time for that degree. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So you really do um, tie in your, like, spirituality into your music. That seems to all be part of it. Yes. I can't help it. it it's, it's just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, How is that received in some um, venues? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. In some venues that, you know, that's not typically what you're going to see Yeah. in the music. It's, that's a good question. It's a really good question. I've, um, I get a little bit of love for it and a lot of hate for it. Yeah. 
Uh, some people go like, hey, that's cool. People don't talk about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And other times people reject it because, like you said, um, um, kind of in the time we're in with spirituality, mm-hmm. everybody, they're either for or against it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, particularly when I've been um, performing with uh, Red and Matt and, and Kenny, mm-hmm. we've been doing stuff with Juggalos, and, you know, and they're... Mm-hmm. Different, and mm-hmm. I and I respect them. It's, it's mm-hmm. cool, you know. Yeah. They treated me amazing. Yeah, but the they first, have their niche. They ha- yes, mm-hmm. very niche. Mm-hmm. And the first time I ever performed in front of them, uh, the first song that I did was about God, and I'm talking about oh, you know wow. praying to God mm-hmm. and everything like that. And before I get up there, I think uh, this guy Dave Shank, he's so cool. He was like, "If they just stare at you, don't worry about it. Keep going." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, no, right, right. Yes. I can do that." So I get up there and at first I'm I'm rapping and then they're nodding their heads. I'm like, whoa, he said they were gonna stare at me. And they're nodding their heads. <laughs> Wasn't what you expected. But then when I started getting to the part like, you know, uh, you know, thank you, God, uh, you know, for, for uh, blessing me and keeping me here. Also, they went from rocking to just back to staring. <laughs> back to staring. Wow. And my heart was beating real fast. But <laughs> by the end of it, they uh, you know, cheered and, and I got a lot of opportunities from that. So Oh, it's that's been awesome. Weird. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and you know what? People sometimes have to be open to something that's a little different, not what they expected, but to stay the course and hear it out or or watch to the end. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you know, pleasantly surprised at the message that you received. So. And I think, too, when, when it's something that you really believe in and you really walk the talk, it doesn't really even matter what the audience is doing because it's all about... it's you're delivering something that is believable because you believe it. So it doesn't even matter if the audience doesn't resonate. Because yeah. in that case, it's, it's not really about them. For people who are listening today who have a hope, a wish, and a dream, and they're struggling and they don't know where to turn next or what to do or how to proceed or they're just in a funk, what do you say? I am with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I say, an honest answer. Yeah, and I say, it's okay. I cried too. <laughs> and I'll say, amen, I'm with you too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that that's important that, that we highlight. It is not easy. Learning a language, anything, uh, starting a business, producing a song, write, having a video, scripting a documentary. It is not easy. It Success is hard. Success is not sexy yeah. at all. That's not. The grind is not. So I, I love that answer. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> because the truth is, it, it, people do get into a funk when they're pursuing something. And honestly, it's, I was thinking about this on the way down here, not to switch gears, but I was thinking about our show. And I listened to a lot of um, like Ed Milets and Gary V's and stuff like that. And they interview, you know, the billionaires and everything else. But it's they're so unrelatable. I mean, I love those shows and I learn a lot. But listening to those guests who, uh, you know, they're at their billionaire state and they're talking about meditation and taking time to do this and their daily routines. It's just like, I can't freaking relate to this. This is not my world. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I like about the show is that we have real people that are, they have a dream and a goal. And despite their obstacles, they're open about, it's not sexy. It's not beautiful. It's a grind. It's hard. And when she, Gina asks you that question of what would you say, 
you right now are saying, I'm with you. I get it. I'm there. It's tough. There's no magic formula. There's no shortcut to success to your goals. Is that true? Absolutely. <laughs> Moving forward, you've got the Dear Mama song that you're working on. Yes. And you've got two other tracks that you're going to release. Yes. Any any documentaries or videos that you can, you know, not not give us a lot of details, but anything coming out with that that we should be looking for? Uh, actually, well, I'm kind of doing a, a day in a life of... Um, Kind of, uh, I was gonna call them the gang, but you know, me and uh, the guys we perform together a lot. So, like I said, Red, McMahon, Kenny. So I'm kind of doing a day in the life um, with that, showing the journey of us producing the album. Um, cool. But yeah, besides that, no, I, I've kind of just been head first in uh, trying to make content and get some music out, you know. And then with your company, it's Odd Vibe Enterprises, yeah. right? And we'll have your link up. So if um, somebody wants to get a hold of you to create content for them or, or to post or to do promo videos. It's for any type of business. Yes. Okay, great. Facebook page, Instagram. Oh, uh, so you can find me on Facebook. Uh, just my government name. So it's, it's Jared D. Milburn. So, uh, so that's M-I-L-B-U-R-N, like you burn something. Yeah, just look me up, hit me up, send me a message, say you... Uh, you caught wind from the Nooner show, you know. There we go. And, and we'll uh, leave a link. I'll know what's up. There we go. There you go. Thank you so much, and good luck with everything. Thank you. Before we go, we've tossed our fortune cookies. Okay. Let's see what we have. Ooh. Your future is bright and full of hope, Illy Maine. Always do your best, and you will win, Illy Maine. The secret of getting to the top is getting started. Illy Main. With Illy Main music. How's there that? we go. Thank you so much for spending yes. some time with us Thanks today. Thanks for being here. Remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation available is a leap of faith. Thanks for taking a leap of faith and have a great week.